Welcome to Straight Talk Real Journeys. This is your host, Carla Bennett. And I'm so happy that you're joining me this week again as we, you know, embark upon another journey. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening in, for providing feedback, for always chiming in on your thoughts and stuff. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I'm thankful for the many lives that these episodes are making a difference in. Thanks for those of you who have been on this uh, program and have shared your real journeys with others. And I hope to see many, many more. Feel free to share your story. You never know how your story will impact other people. So today I want to talk about uh, something that I really have been thinking about. And the main reason I've been thinking about it is because this world is going into such a direction that it's so uncertain. There's so much uncertainty around it. And with the uncertainty, there is a certainty that many people fail to recognize. And that certainty is that God is not an option. Let me say that again. God is not an option. And I'll start from the beginning because you all know and we all know that we were created by God. And there may be some people who don't believe in it. But no matter where you go, there is we are created in his image, which means that there's always going to be that part of us that is searching for God. And so I wanted to remind us how much God is not an option. And I'll start with my own journey regarding that. You know, years ago, I was raised in a church. Um, I got baptized when I was 14 years old. I, you know, you know, thought that, you know, being a part, going to church every Sunday and, you know, I did my dues duty, if, if that's what you call it. Like, you know, many young people right now will say, I only go to church because my parents told me to go to church or my grandmother wants me to go to church without having a full understanding of what church is about. At that point, I didn't know that church wasn't the building. I thought when you go to church, just the building. It's, it's like you go to this sacred place, you know. But then I realized that church is the people. And so, you know, I started going there and, you know, I got baptized, you know, at, at, at age 14. And, you know, I figured more or less that, you know, I, I did my dues. But then by the time I got to age 17, I said, oh, man, you know, life started throwing some curveballs towards me. And I started saying, you know what, maybe this church thing is not for me. I want to enjoy life. I want to have fun out there. I want to, you know, have a boyfriend like my friends are. I want to go to parties. You know, I want to live it up, you know. And I'm sure that's a lot of our young people's thoughts this day. You know, we love to say, even now I've heard them say, I want to make my own mistakes. You made yours and I want to make mine too. And one of the things that, you know, I didn't realize is that for every choice that I made, there's always a consequence. So while I'm living it up and going to the clubs and have a boyfriend, maybe one or two boyfriends and really living the life, I realized that, you know, you know, this is really fun. 
I I am not joking, guys. I I won't I won't uh, apologize for this. Sin can appear pleasurable, and so you know I'm thinking, oh man, those church people are boring. I don't want to hang with them because this life is the is just the life that I should be living. You know, I at the time I started working, I could go out anytime, I could come home anytime. And though my parents were both Christians, you know, I couldn't care less what they said to the point where I stopped going to church. I went to church only when I felt like it because, you know, after 18, who can tell you what to do? So you start and you're working your own money. You go to, you know, you go to church when you feel like it, you know, and I know it was really burdensome for my parents to watch this happen. But at the same time, I felt that it was just the right thing for me to do. And you'd go to these parties and I and I just want to dissect this a little bit. You'll go to these parties and you know the club store opens and you know you have some smokers you have non-smokers you have dancers you have people who don't want to dance you know you're hoping to see some cute guy or cute girl there you know that would be attracted to you you know and this is repetitious every time you go it's the same story it's the same thing nothing new so you go there, you probably may leave if you're a drinker. I wasn't much of a drinker, but if you're a drinker, you leave drunk. If you're not, you know, you just have a good time as you tell yourself and then you go home. And that cycle starts probably week after week. You know, you may have a boyfriend. He tells you he loves you and you feel like you love him back. And this is a guy you're going to marry or this is a girl you're going to marry. And then you just repeat yourself until somebody's heart get broken. And then you have to find yourself lonely again with the same situation because now you have to find a new person to share some of these sin pleasures with. And I realize that through all of that, there was no happiness. There was no peace of mind because I would always want it. I would always want, uh, there was just this, I need to get this. It is like a fix. And I understand probably why people do drugs or alcohol because it's just that temporary fix. It's a temporary pleasure. Sin is a temporary pleasure. Let me repeat that. And so, it's also a bondage. It holds you in place. And no matter what anyone else is saying to you, you're telling yourself, they need to come and experience what you're experiencing because this is just the life. But then, something may go wrong. And at the minute something goes wrong, and I'm telling you from my own experience, because I already know what it was like to be in church and I've seen people pray and things happen and miracles happen and healings happen, the minute something goes wrong in my life, the first thing I remember to do is to pray. Something, I get sick, I want prayer. Something is not going right in the right direction. I want prayer. And then you ask yourself, why do I want prayer? 
Why shouldn't I go to the club next week and numb it? Why not call that boyfriend to help me get over it? But I realized that there was only one answer to my situation, and that is God. Who it is, is God. He's the only one that I can run to in times of adversity and be in hope that there will be an answer to my prayers. Can the club answer it? No. Can my friends answer it? No. So I just want to reach out to someone out there. Well, you probably, you know, have good money. You probably have a nice car, nice house, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends. Go to the club every week, you know, have a good time. Maybe you were raised in church. Maybe you were somebody that, you know, um, didn't even understand what church was about. You just went because your parents told you. But the one thing I learned is that the word of God, that seed that's planted in you, it never, never dies. It keeps growing somehow. And I'm going to tell you this as my experience. Because those days when I did all that, I ended up with what's called consequences for those temporary sin pleasures. Consequences. And the consequences... I can number them, but they were painful. Those sin pleasures always end up in pain. And I'm telling you, the minute that I realized that I was in pain, that's when I wanted God again. So you see why he's not an option? He's not an option because he's always there. He's always there for each and every one of us. If I run out of money and I feel like I don't know where to turn to and I don't, I may have asked my parents, I may have asked my friends, my loved ones, and nobody cares. The first resort I do is, Lord, help me. I may say it casually, but I really mean it. I really want him to help me. I may be at a stumbling block or at a crossroads and I don't know what to do. Lord, help me. How many times will people who say they don't go to church or they don't believe in God and something goes wrong in their life and the first thing they say, put me in your thoughts and prayers. Why? Why do you think that? Because that's the only permanent hope any one of us have. And that hope is in God. So I'm telling you out there, God is not an option. And instead of wasting time and telling yourselves that I got to live the life, really the best life you could ever live is living it with God as the head of your life. I'm going to tell you why. I am in my 50s right now and I'm living with some regrets and the one of the regrets that I have is my largest regret is that I did not live the life with God from ever since I found out who he was in my life. I am just learning to enjoy him now. And let me just, there's a myth out there that 
church is boring. It's not. It really isn't. Because it's the people who make up church. And every day there's something new to learn. There's something new to be excited about. There's something new to, 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 to know. There's more people to fellowship with unity. And let me tell you, when you walk away from church, you are filled. When I walk away from the club, I gave them all my energy and I am empty. But when you walk away from church, I can tell you, you are walking on cloud nine. You are happy. You are filled. Irregardless of what's going on in your life. Irregardless of the pressures that may come against you. There is a joy. that Someone said the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. The joy in God it strengthens you. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you moving. I'm encouraging someone today. You're feeling like there is no tomorrow. You're feeling downhearted. You're feeling depressed. You're feeling low. And I just want you to know, instead of rebelling and saying to yourself, I can do bad all by myself, which you can. You can do bad all by yourself. But why go there? Why not live in a fullness of joy and peace and love and gentleness and kindness? Why not those fruits be exhibited in, exhibited, exhibited in you? I got tongue-tied just saying that. Because I know for a fact that until I realize that God is not an option, until I realize that, my life was nothing. It is more than something now because it has purpose. It has vision. It has mission. It has a plan. And the plan and the purpose come straight from God. And I want to fulfill it. And so, will you join me today by finding out what your purpose and plan in God is and recognize that he's not an option and give up on those things that are just pure temporary sin pleasure that causes you pain, unless you really love pain. And so, walk into an eternal, eternal hope with me and recognize and acknowledge that God is not an option. Until next time, tune in to Straight Talk Real Journeys. This is your host, Carla. I love you all, and I hope and I pray that this week, in every decision making you do, you will allow God to be the head and the decision maker for your life. Thank you.